Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Oh, stomping Jen. Oh, hi. Welcome to the Soft Serve Podcast. I thank you for having me. I am your co-host, Sawtooth Frank. And on this episode, I'm really excited. We have a real-life ghost hunter on our podcast. A real-life one? Yes, we have... Is it a ghost? An individual name known only as Spirit Hunter from Berkshire Ghost Detectives hmm. to talk to us all about ghost hunting. Interesting. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's let's talk to them on the other side of the music. The Soft Serve Podcast. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Okay, Stomping Jen. Yes. I'm excited. Sawtooth Frank. On our phone, we have Spirit Hunter. Spirit Hunter. From Berkshire Ghost Detectives. Hello, Spirit Hunter. Well, hello. How are you this evening? Thank you for joining us. I'm I'm pleased to be here. I've been looking forward to talking to you, actually, for quite some time since we booked you. I have an ongoing interest in the paranormal and the supernatural, so when you agreed to do this podcast, I was naturally quite excited. Um, Listeners of our podcast will know that at the end of every episode, we ask our guests... Have you ever seen something you can't explain? And I'm not going to ask you that question, Spirit Hunter, at the end of this podcast. We're going to ask you at the beginning? We're, we have a whole lot of questions about um, things maybe that Spirit Hunter has seen that he can't explain. So, Spirit Hunter, I think first and foremost, just tell us a little bit about yourself and Berkshire Ghost Detectives. Well... Uh, it all started about 15 years ago. Uh, I was in a uh, doing a night of astronomy up at the Aruna Hill Natural Science Center, mm. and we started hearing this. It was a small group of astronomers. We started hearing the strange wrestling out in the woods. And uh, it's been known that a spirit out there by the name of Aruna Bartlett, one of the previous owners of the property, is known to enchant the forest out there. Hmm. And um, we kept hearing this noise off in the woods. And we, we found that it was getting closer and we started actually seeing a uh, visual disturbance down below us in the woods. Okay. There's a it's a big clearing uh, that we observed from and this permanent this this, this image yes kept getting uh, moving closer and closer to us and it was very uh it was tumbling tumbling and writhing writhing and tumbling yeah and we we couldn't understand what was going on and you know we being astronomers we have 
red lights because we don't want to disturb our eyes while right. we're looking at the sky. So we started training some of our lights on it, and uh, we found out that it was simply a plastic bag <laughs> tumbling in the wind. It was very disappointing. Huh. But, it, but got me, it, it got me thinking about right. the other side. So this, this opened up this this incident out there in the woods at the observatory opened up your mind to the possibility of um, paranormal activity, perhaps, and that's how you. That's what I'm hearing is that's how you got started um, with Berkshire Ghost Detectives. Did now did you form the organization shortly after this incident? Yes, we formed an LLC. So. Seeing that plastic bag got you interested in the paranormal, and I think from what I'm hearing, it opened up in your mind the possibility that there might be something out there, and that that's why you decided to start the Berkshire Ghost Detectives. Is that is that what I'm hearing, um, Spirit Hunter? It, well, yes. Um, it, it, I gathered a few other people together who were interested in uh, in forming this little association. And uh, we, we started doing small investigations. We did start with the Aruna Bartlett individual, yeah. uh, who was a very well-known figure back in the 1860s in, oh. in Mass. Okay, now, um, did, did this Anna Bartlett character die in some kind of um, peculiar circumstance or tragic kind of circumstance? No, uh, the the proper name is Aruna. Oh, Aruna, Aruna. H at the end. Okay. Um, he had a lot of uh, connections with um, some of the local scientists in the area, hmm. um, and also a connection, oddly enough, with the University of Massachusetts. Um, Interesting. It, in in its early is that like the Bartlett dorm. Oh, there is yeah. a yeah. There is yeah. a there is a yeah. do, there is a dorm at UMass Amherst called Bartlett. And I wonder if it's named after this Aruna Bartlett. So the the family the family does have a large um, and wide existence in the whole valley. Um, there there's uh, also connections with his family to um, the very first uh, chancellor of UMass, which is, uh, also he was, I'm trying to think of the gentleman's name. You caught me kind of off guard. Um, yeah, um don't worry. They about, al- yeah. Um, they also, they, the, uh, cousins of, of the university of Massachusetts first president, um, or not president, um, uh, chancellor, uh, also made, uh, telescopes uh, um, in the valley uh, in of all places Ashfield, Massachusetts hmm. so there's a lot of interesting uh, history going on in then their hills <laughs> of the Berkshires yeah and it is interesting ghosts uh, you know tend to be linked to this kind of local history which is i think why you and your um your teammates there who were at the observatory when you saw that bag maybe thought it could be the ghost of aruna bartlett um now nowadays um how do you decide what you're going to investigate um in terms of paranormal activity well they'll usually come in through either email or or some form of communications, a telephone call, and we do an initial interview. Yes. Um, to see if it's something that um, sounds like it would be interesting to investigate. Yeah. Uh, are there particular are there particular um, inquiries that are of interest to you, or you know, one more than the other? Like, would you be more interested in a poltergeist type of scenario versus a demonic possession? Uh, seances, um, oh. we find we find are very uh, good ways of connecting to the dead. Hmm. 
on the other side. Yeah. And um, so it seems like people do invite you into their homes to investigate. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, sometimes. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's it's uh, abandoned houses that we investigate as well. Hmm. Now, when, when people, um, do you ever, are you ever asked to come and investigate a home where there are people living in and occupying the residence? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the spirits do get a bit restless, so and, we have to. And what kind of activity do these people report? And they're asking you to come investigate. Uh, plates moving around, um, cats bleeding from the eyes, what kind of stuff? Uh, sometimes mirrors breaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we hear um, movements in the night, doors slamming. Uh, screams, doors slamming is a that's sometimes a, yeah that's a classic that's a classic um, paranormal observance isn't it stomping Jen mm-hmm. slamming doors yeah so um, now well, I have to ask you a question Do yes, you please. Have, have you had experience with this kind of slamming of doors uh, no not door slamming uh, I've told. I've told this story on the podcast a couple of times in various contexts. I did, I believe I did see two ghosts when I was a child, a ghost of an old woman standing in my driveway. And I believe I also saw the ghost of a cat, a recently deceased cat. Now I must've been four or five years old. And I don't think we had, um, paranormal investigators back then in the seventies. And if we did, my parents weren't aware of them. So we didn't have anybody come and investigate these incidents. Um, now when you're, when you're doing an investigation, you so you've got the email and it's something that interests you. Um, it sounds like you're more in, um, interested in the kind of what we all think of a standard ghost activity, um, and seances. Um, do you, do you have a a bag of tools that you go and investigate with? Um, what do you use to to look into this this activity? Well, we have several different types of metering devices, electrostatic meters, and, mm. and uh, magnetometers that we can bring in, and we check the premises to see if there's any initial disturbances, hot spots within the realm of the house i've heard of these i think they're called emf detectors yeah. am i right about that? That, that that would be one form of them yeah yeah, yeah. and now from what i understand we also have yeah, we, please, we also ahead. have recording devices that will go beyond the normal uh range of audio um into the spiritual range that we can we can sometimes pick up the whisperings and uh uh, voices of the uh, unalive, call it. <laughs> so that's interesting. I'll ask you a little bit more about this later. Um, but with the with this equipment, you um, you can detect the presence of the ghost or spirit or whatever it is using electromagnetic frequencies. Um, but you can also record the voices of these entities. Yes, uh, so it has a particular filtering devo- device. What what would normally sound like white noise to us, or background hums in the house, or yeah. uh, maybe uh, a rainstorm outside will actually uh, generate uh, what once you um, filter and pull apart um, the audio track, you can actually pick up the spirit world. What kind of stuff do they say? Like, I, I, I imagine they might be saying stuff. I mean, like, where am I? Or, <laughs> you know, stomping Jen. What, I mean, what would you imagine a ghost would say? I don't know. Get out. Some as well. Some sometimes they're they're as confused as the people that are living in the house. So they're they're living on a different plane and they're 
not understanding fully what has happened to them. So they're maybe confused or scared in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that, I mean, that's understandable. All I can think about is Beetlejuice. You, what, the handbook for the recently de- deceased. Oh, what, what, what did that say? <laughs> what did the movie say remember. about it? Oh, you don't remember? Well, no, the reason I'm asking is I think these, mo- uh, you know, um, stories and tales, Beetlejuice is just a modern story or tale, right? Often contain elements of um, real world types of... Um, events and narratives so i could imagine that um something out of this realm that spirit hunter has so much experience in with um with his berkshire ghost detectives you know knowledge from that could make it into a movie or like beetlejuice or another story that's why i'm asking Mm. if you remember what was in the handbook um now um spirit yeah go ahead sometimes it's as simple as people wanting to make contact with some past members of their family. Uh, Mm. Something as simple as, you know, you passed away the other night and we can't find the keys to the car. Huh? I wish I had a ghost around to tell me where the keys to the car were. I lose them every other day. Um, Are you ever, um, how does it, how does it feel hearing the voice of the dead that must that must be disturbing uh, you know it, it all depends on if it's an agitated spirit or one that is just um, in the house and existing yeah and not not particularly. Um, upset with anything. Okay. All right. So we've covered sound recording devices. We talked about um, the electromagnetic frequency meters, which are, those are devices that in, um, indicate maybe the presence of a, a spirit without recording it. Um, now I've seen in various shows that I've watched and my research on the internet that some, um, ghost detectives use infrared cameras to actually record like the physical embodiment of a spirit. Have you ever used anything like that? Yes. What we'll typically do is set up a bunch of uh, wireless um, cameras throughout the house and we'll just, yeah, we'll just start, uh, you know, they hook up to their uh, local area network in the house and then we can we can monitor them remotely and uh, do overnight recordings and whatnot and see if we have any kind of hits hmm. through the night now have you recorded something on these cameras these infrared cameras oh absolutely and what um, what what do you see from, tell us what you ranging, see we ranging from strange orb cloud-like figures to very distinct uh, figures uh, some as of the one particular uh, location up in St- uh, the Stockbridge uh, area Stockbridge uh, we, Massachusetts yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we actually recorded a uh, a gentleman in um, uh, uh, like a soldier's um, garb, huh? Like a uniform, yeah, uh, from the Continental uh, ar- um, Army days. Wow! Now, um, that must be something to 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 see these 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 objects. These thinking about the spherical objects you've recorded and. But I, I, I can only imagine what it must be like to see the, the infrared, um, fully formed shape of a, a human being. That must be terrifying. Well, you, um, yeah. It, it, it depends on what, what they're, you know, what it is that they're 
uh, displaying. Um, yeah. Are they? Are, are have they been mischievous in the house? Are they? Are or are they? Uh, uh, spirits that want to be part of the living family right. that's moving in the house. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of there's a wide range of varieties of what what can happen. Um, yeah, you know, I, what, one thing I, just, I have to say, what that's really shining through for me here is how um, how much compassion you have for these um, entities. I mean, a couple of times, you know, you've you've expressed how these just may be confused or um, kind of lost type of souls and I, I think that's I think that's admirable I would like to uh, take a few minutes at some point and talk a little bit deeper about the the background and history of my entire family uh, and what kind of got me uh, interested in this kind of activity to begin with yeah well let's let's do that now what got you interested in this well um, many Years ago, my uh, back in, back in the uh, '30s, um, there was a, a, a kind of a, a conglomeration of people in the Lake Pleasant area. I don't know if you're aware of where that is. It's is that kind of Massachusetts, near, Lake Pleasant, Massachusetts. It, it, yeah, it's near Turner's Falls. Okay. On uh, Route um, Ten. Okay. Uh, in '63. Yep, a very right. rural area for people who very don't know it. Area. Yep. It's it's a little it's a it's a fairly good sized pond, but they refer to it as a lake. It's really not quite a lake in size. Okay. Um, it was a hot spot for um, people that were uh, connecting to spirit, the spirit world, and uh, doing. It was very popular to have seances. Uh, There's just a lot of people uh, that lived there. Um, that um, it became known to be that kind of um, presence. And so people were flocking in and actually purchasing properties. And it, it became an area that if you wanted to make contact with a dead relative or wanted to engage with the spirit world, uh, it was very well known hmm. uh, to go to Lake Pleasant. Well, my mother as a child just happened to live at, in Lake Pleasant. Um, that's where her mom um, had purchased a house. Um, they weren't particularly into that kind of thing themselves. Okay. But it was just a happenstance that uh, that was going on there. And my mother was actually, um, over the years, um, experienced uh, quite a few um, seances. And I wish she was still alive, that we could talk to her now about it. Um, and uh, she used to relate to us as kids uh, some of, some of the experiences that she had um, uh, making contact. With. Now, do you do you think your mother's experiences with seances uh, in the Lake Pleasant area have led to kind of your interest now in uh, yes seances? It it, it it was definitely uh, a driving force uh, that you know it it, it was always quite interesting to hear her stories and uh, meet some of the, her old friends that also had experienced uh, some of these seances with, with her. Hmm. Um, um, there, there was, it, it was a very interesting um, situation that went on there from the thirties into the, into the sixties. And then the whole Lake Pleasant area kind of started uh dying off a little bit, people moving away. And, uh, but there were, the heyday was basically in the late 30s, early 40s uh, of, of that kind of activity at Lake Pleasant. And it's still very well known for that history um, hmm. out there. Um, it's, and if you, if you drive around 
the Lake Pleasant area, you you kind of get a feeling that there's something going on there. There's something happening there. Do you think what do you what do you attribute the geographical area's kind of um, ability to to channel these forces? Do you think there could be some kind of like crystal deposit beneath the lake, or you know, is something maybe about the water? I I think it's it I think it's more of a um a lot of the areas in Massachusetts and in the Berkshires and you know this Western Mass area here used to used to contain a lot of industries mm. and there was a lot of life up in the hill towns and they were actually much much more bustling yeah. back back then than they are now and i think there's you know as these little towns uh, yeah, yeah as the industry you know the mill towns uh died off um people started moving out there was just a lot of unsettled business mm. with, with with the spirit worlds up there yeah and no. You can go up and see many sites that are um, abandoned and have a lot of stories to tell. And there's just a lot of history. And I think I think the spirits are, in some cases, trapped in that history. He, like, knows a shit ton of history about the valley. Spirit Hunter has lived here all his life, and he... This is what he does with Berkshire ghost detectives. This is this is his this is his passion. So the the, the question that I have for you, Spirit Hunter, I want to zero in on the seances for a second. My mother was caught up in some weird shit when she was a kid. I really want to drill in a little bit more on these seances, especially with the connection to your mother, Spirit Hunter. Um, do these typically involve? Ouija boards, or is it something like people sitting in a circle holding hands? So, so the whole play, the late pleasant um, piece of of history, it was a, as I said earlier, a conglomeration of different people using different methods, and some were Ouija boards, uh, some were. Um, uh, you know, your typical seance. And quite honestly, there were some that were shams yeah. um, that my mother had seen. Uh, but uh, some of the things like the, the let's go into the Ouija board. Uh, the Ouija boards tend to um, bring negative presence into from the spirit world for yeah. some reason. <laughs> the, the, the Ouija is the dark side. Um I, a lot of a lot of people do not care to go into that realm. It's funny you mention that. I have a Ouija board sitting in my basement and I was given it by my mother a few years before she got ill and passed away. Now she handed it to me. It's in kind of some kind of cloth bag. I don't know exactly what the bag is made of, but the case itself is some kind of leather material. And what she told me was, I'm giving this to you. I'm entrusting you with this. I don't want you to ever use it. And and I, Spirit Hunter, this goes directly to what you said. I asked her why she said only bad things will happen if you yeah, use it and I, the um, the planchette which is the little thing that you move around yeah she told me that the planchette was carved from the hip bone of a rabid fox that bit her younger brother and killed him no. Uh, I can't. Uh, sorry. She said it killed her younger brother, and her father, in a desperate, uh, in a desperate move, 
grabbed the fox by its neck. It strangled it and cut it open right on their dining room table. And he <laughs> ripped out its hip bone. <laughs> and they took the blood from the hip bone and they made the cross of the Virgin Mary on the body of her dead brother. Oh. She told me never to use the Ouija board. I, I've heard, I can't tell you how many oh, God. I've heard stories of this kind of nature. Oh, God. I, uh, it's been sitting in my basement now for, for 17 years. I've been afraid to use it. But I, I but, uh, sorry, I get emotional when I talk about it, but I'm telling you, I sometimes get an urge to go down there and open it up. Anyways, do you hear similar stories about so, so these Ouija what, board spirit hunter? What oh, we, sorry. What we find is that kind of negative energy is very, very common with okay. Ouija board. Uh, and most people will refuse to use the Ouija board. Should I get rid of it? Um, Do you think I should get rid of it? Well, yeah. And how would I dispose of such a thing? That, that, that's what I'm thinking is, is very hard to dispose. And, and it, you know, if somebody else runs onto it, or if you throw it away and it gets pulled from the trash, um, you would be responsible for unleashing that for, to another generation. Um, so what do I, I may have, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to leave it down there. I'm not going to touch it. It doesn't seem, I mean, it seems to be powerless down there. Um, it's not, I don't know. All right. I'm going to move I on. Think we, I think we should move on. Okay. Yes. So, so after your 15 years of um, doing these paranormal investigations through Berkshire Ghost Detectives, what do you think ghosts are? I, I think they are people that have not, in some cases, passed through to the other side. Uh, they're kind of stuck in limbo in some cases. Uh, looking for answers themselves as to what has become of them. In other cases, they are people who are, uh, who are trying to uh, tell a loved one a message of, of some sort. And um, in other cases, they are just troubled individuals that um, are not understanding what's happening to them. And so after so after 15 years are, are, do you think they're real after doing these investigations for 15 years do you think they're real I, I most definitely do I do think there is an afterlife uh, of, of uh, the, for these for these creatures these the, these people that have uh, turned into the spirit world. Uh, and they're just really looking, in many cases, for answers themselves. Now, and what, what, does, what does that mean for us and our existence in this universe? Well, um, it's, again, one of those questions that uh, can, can we as human beings really answer that question? One thing that's always fascinated me is how everybody is living on their own timeline. That's right. And we all intersect with each other's timelines. Now, I, I just, yeah. I'm going to interrupt real quick just to say um, Space Unicorn has come into the studio and she's listening intently to this conversation. I want to ask her, um, Spirit Hunter, real quick. Um, Spirit um, Space Unicorn, do you want to say anything about ghosts and what you think about them? Uh, they're probably from a different dimension. Talk into the microphone, please. Uh, I'm convinced they're from a different dimension You're... with a link to ours. Okay, so you think mm -hmm. they're real, Space Unicorn? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, we're talking to a professional ghost hunter named um, Spirit Hunter. Um, so, okay. Are you, now, Space Unicorn, do you think ghosts are good? Or do you think they're neutral? Or do you think they're bad? What, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, they're probably neutral. Neutral? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. In case they are. Okay, all right. Um, thank you for your um, thank you for your thoughts, Space Unicorn. Don't mention it. Okay. All right. Um, well, we've heard the young a uh, uh, a younger person's perspective on that um, spirit hunter. Um, so I have a question for you. Yes, please. Um, what are your thoughts on reincarnation? My thoughts on reincarnation. Oh boy. Um, I I oscillate between varying levels of belief and acceptance um, across a realm of theories about existence. I sometimes think that there is no afterlife, right? That we are just purely these biological creatures born into the singular universe. We live, we die. There's nothing before, there's nothing after. I sometimes also, partly based on my own experiences, believe that there is something more, something deeper. Um, you know, knowing that we occupy a multi-dimensional sphere, some of the dimensions of which we can't even see, right? Um, and um, multiverses that we can't even access. And to me, that suggests maybe there are possibilities around what happens with the energy of our consciousness or the energy of our being. Um, you know, I, I don't know. And I also sometimes accept and believe in the uh, simulation hypothesis that we're living in a simulation Right, mm-hmm. um, and in a simulated existence, I think it would be entirely possible that there's something like an afterlife, and maybe even an afterlife just for selected people in a simulation. You know, like I, th- I, I think so. I, so I understand, I understand and hold all of these possibilities about existence, and I. And I, I, like I said, I oscillate back and forth between believing in them. I, I, so I'm nowhere specific, um, Spirit Hunter. Well, so one of the members of my team that has since passed on, mm-hmm. um, her name was Phyllis Roden. Um, she was a very popular individual in the Northampton area uh, back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, at that point, she was probably in her late 60s, early 70s. She lived to be almost 100. She passed away not too, terribly long ago. Um, um, she, um, you know, she was probably like in her early 70s. She was a student. She was a late, um, a late to learning um, edu- college education. Um, uh, but... In either case, she was uh, she was a uh, part of our team, and what she would do is she had the ability to uh, do readings on people, and she could actually pull out past lives huh. and tell you some of your past lives. Well, one day she did a reading on me. Okay. Um, I I I was part of the uh, at one point I was part of the uh, Roman Empire and uh, was was one of the uh, um, oh gosh what do you call it um, the, part of the army oh the Roman uh, centurion and and um, I actually died in a fight and also um, in one of the lives that she was able to pull out, I was a World War II flyer, mm. and my my life ended over Germany. I was shot down. And now, um, and now, now you're now you 
or an investigator of the paranormal. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, um, you said she was a member of your team. Um, I could imagine it was uh, valuable to have somebody like that on your team with that skill set. I could imagine that they were useful in investigating paranormal situations. Uh, how has the team been functioning without without her? Well, uh, it's it's definitely a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't found anybody that uh, fills that particular expertise yet. Yeah. Um, but um, she was really quite a fascinating woman. A stomping, um, oh, sorry, I just wanted to ask Stomping Jen, um, Spirit Hunter, you asked me the question. Um, oh, stomping Jen, he- hearing from Spirit Hunter here that um, he's investigated ghosts and paranormal entities. He believes that they're real based on what he's seen and experienced. What do you think this says about our existence and the afterlife? Do you have any thoughts about that? I'm not sold. No. So you're, are you in the, I'm a skeptic. are you in the, we live when we die kind of camp? Yeah. Um, so, so stomping Jen, well, yes. do you ever experience um, deja vu? Not really. Oh, I do all the time. Spirit hunter. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And I think I think that's because we are multiphasically, our consciousnesses are multiphasically shifting, right? Because um, we know there is no real past, present, or future, right? I mean, time is just a function of um, space and gravity, right? And so I think it's our consciousness multiphase shifting across space time, and we're experiencing and living. Uh, all of our experiences simultaneously. That's what I think deja vu is. Like it's, arrival. It is kind of like arrival, the movie. Did you have you seen that Spirit Hunter? Yes. Yes, yeah. I have. I, I, yes. I believe that is what the phenomenon of deja vu is. A hundred percent. Good for you, so Stomping Jen. For what? Making that connection. With the movie? Yeah. Now go ahead, Spirit <laughs> Hunter, please. So um, one other one other fast thing that has always fascinated me is the the connection to the universe. Um, are there extraterrestrials? Have they visited? Have yeah. they left their marks? Um, are they currently with us? What do you think about that, um, Spirit Hunter? Um, I I'm kind of all over the place with it. I do believe there's there's life and existence on other planets. I do believe that the the life that is on this planet was probably a deposit, an experiment of some sort. Mm. Extraterrestrials. Or a deposit. I don't disagree with you, actually. Yeah, I I think we we they, I think we're nothing more than an experiment. Yeah, and. I won't go too far in this because we're going to do a UFO episode of the, of the soft serve podcast. And maybe we'll invite you on here, spirit hunter to talk about this, but um, there are confirmed um, phenomena of unidentified objects that our own U S government has, has clearly stated now likely are not from this planet regularly visiting us. Nobody, mm-hmm. know, nobody knows how they fly. Nobody knows where they come from. Nobody knows how they cross interstellar space, really. Um, so one thing, one thing on the subject that I find very interesting is yeah. every president that gets elected recently has said, I'm going to look into the UFO phenomenon. Yeah, I'm going to break it open and, and report. And soon after they get into becoming the president, you never hear them talk about yeah, that. Yeah, and I think I know why. I mean, it's not that interesting. It, 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 I think it is no more... I think we, as a species, don't know much more than these unidentified objects exist. They exhibit flight characteristics. 
um, unknown to non-propulsive light characteristics, unknown to anything on our planet. Or we, they're shutting the presidents down and saying, no, we can't do that, and this is why. And once the presidents are told the real story, they go, oh. That's possible. That's possible, too. But I, I think it's I think it's because we don't know much, and the information is basically out there already. That's what, that's the my truth guess. truth is out there? Is that what you're saying? I do. Stomping Gen, it is out there. Now, let's just circle this back to um, the paranormal, if we can, real quick. Um, yeah. Yes. So... Um, where do you fall on investigating stuff like demons and poltergeists, more malevolent, um, bad-intentioned entities? I, I'm sure you've encountered them. I've I've never seen anything of that level. Um, it's usually, you know, recording some voices. Um, I've never heard, I personally have never heard of, you know, real malevolent uh, uh, spirits that need to be exercised. We have not gotten into exorcisms. Right. Um, um, it's, it's more just in investigating. Okay. Um, do you ever, do you have a, do you have a process if you did or have you thought about this? If you did encounter something like a demon, you thought it was a demon, um, you know, do you have a Rolodex of priests or, you know, Pentecostal ministers you would contact, something like that? Is there a handoff process within the paranormal community for um, uh, evil spirit management, for lack of a better term? Yes, we have several, several contacts that we do pass these kinds of... Uh problem situations that that, that would yeah. be beyond our abilities. Yeah, because I'd imagine the last thing you'd want to do, um, you know, for a family in distress would be to, to walk away and say, we can't help you. You know, at least you want to be able to say, well, you know, here's, here's somebody who can come in here with a cross and a bottle of holy water and take care of this thing for you. Here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, that's good to know. That was something I was wondering about. Um, <clears throat> now, in the course of your investigations, has a ghost or other paranormal entity uh, directly interacted with you in some way, um, Spirit Hunter? Yes, we were uh, one time investigating um, on an old rail system. Uh, there, there was a... Um, reoccurring specter that was happening um engineers were as they were traveling down the tracks mm. um, in uh, west deerfield would would see what they thought was a person jumping into the train path and it, there was a couple of series of locking up of brakes and doing investigations and finding the body um but they really felt like something had happened um so we we did a series of um uh, ventures with uh, the b&m railroad where we hmm. actually went along uh, and uh, recorded one of these specters um and we we have a fairly decent uh video of this um, very uh translucent specter but it, it was definitely a. Um, now, how did a, it, how did it interact with you? This is what I'm curious about. So, so what we what we eventually figured out was in 1869 on the uh, Conway Rail that was located in West Deerfield. Okay. And there was a uh, station keeper who actually was hit by mistake by, by one of the locomotives uh, coming into the station, uh, into the South Station, they called it. Yeah. And um, 
That's usually finally, that's usually a ticket to the afterworld, right there. We finally deduced that this the spirit was um, through some of the audio recordings and the video that we received uh, of the specter that we were able to deduce deduce that this was the um, trapped spirit of this uh, individual, uh, the station keeper. Were you able to do anything to help it? Was it asking you for assistance? Well, again, I uh, this is one of those things we passed on to okay. um, uh, one of one of our uh, your associates associates, and they were able to deduce and and move that person along, and and solve the issue on the rail system out there. Now, do the average does the average person walking around out there need to be afraid or cautious about ghosts i have personally never uh run into one that was going to um do harm to me um i i find that in most cases they are as as frightened of us as we are of them uh they're looking for answers. They're looking for help. And um, God bless you. You know, you're in a. It sounds like you're a. You are at least one way to establish that they're there and they may be in need of help. And like we just heard with the, <clears throat> excuse me, train story, you know, you're able to to pass along information to hopefully have helped these um, stranded entities move along so i mean i just want people to hear how important the work you're doing is for these um stranded souls so one of one of the interesting things i did with this uh case with the railroad um was i i did a walk-in on the rail itself yeah and uh did a three-mile walk-in and i actually found now, was your plan to be hit by a train and um, go join this this spirit? No, no. Okay. But what was what was interesting is finding the remnants of the old South Station, hmm. and um, one of the I, I actually I'm a very um, tactile person. I like physical items. I found some old bricks from the station and looking at pictures um it was definitely a brick from the 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 building was a wood structure and but it had a uh, upper chimney and i actually brought that back as a bit of a souvenir huh the, the wooden building. chimney no no it, no the, oh, the no brick. the structure of the building was wood and the the oh i see chimney okay and I was just amazed that 160 years later, there's there's still pieces of 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 this old building that one can kind of rummage through alongside the tracks. Now, um, are you worried at all that these? Now we've heard you talk about um, a number of these old places that somehow spirits and ghosts and other entities attach themselves to it were you worried at all by taking a piece of this old structure you might inadvertently be the curse of the or transporting a ghost or something back to your home could that in your mind is that is that a risk i guess i guess that's a risk but um it's it i i'm a i'm a person that likes like I say, I'm a tactile person. It's nice to have right. a memory of, of an experience. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah. far, nothing nothing has come of it. Now, in your experience, <laughs> um, well, we've heard about we've heard about Lake Pleasant. We've heard about the the rail station. We've heard about some other places you described. Just in in your mind, are there types of places that are more prone to attracting ghosts and para paranormal entities? Than others, other. Uh, not that I have found. Um, one one interesting aside is yeah. uh, my my wife is a self proclaimed witch, 
Hmm. She comes from a long line of witchery. Her her grandmother. That's interesting. Uh, used to actually put uh, spells and hexes on people. I'm wondering. Well, we'll have to talk about this after. I'm wondering if maybe she could help me get rid of the the rabid fox hip bone Ouija board I have in my basement. Well, she might she might actually be kind of interested in helping you with that. And I, I have to ask this question: um, Is she a good witch or a bad witch? Oh, she's she's a good witch. A good witch. Uh, okay. Who, who, in in fact, her grandmother was such that uh, um, when she had put hexes down or what they were in in a, the spirit of helping the individual who was being uh, bullied or traumatized, hmm. um, something we'll talk about. Uh, I would like to talk about further, kind of off the recording. Sure. Your, yeah, I will. Will definitely. I may. Um, I may need to avail myself of your services, um, and we'll have to talk. We'll have to talk to um, your wife about maybe how she might be able to help me with that that Ouija board. So that would be good. Yeah, let's talk after the podcast. Um, <clears throat> now, um, have you ever been scared on an investigation, or is it is it one of these situations where you have so much confidence that? Um, these entities don't mean don't mean um, bad, so you're you're not scared. What tell us about that? I, I've never I've never had a, a a negative physical experience where I felt threatened or uh, uh, feared feared the situation. Um, there's always that moment of of weirdness when you haven't figured out what's going on, but um, uh, much like other sciences, there's always a reason, and there's always a uh, moment where, where of discovery that um, you know things become start making sense. Yeah. Now, and, okay. Now, to the person listening to this who might have a ghost moving dishes around in their cabinets at night, or tipping over their plants or what have you, um, what should they do? Should they con? Should they contact um, a group like Berkshire Ghost Detectives? Should they? Yes, or, I think I think it's the the, the there's uh, make contact with us. Uh, we'll come out and do an initial site visit and. Uh, see what what it is you're experiencing and what the best venue, what way forward is to uh, alleviate the situation or, or allow you to un- have a greater understanding of what's going on. With, okay. All right, so don't panic, people. right? People don't need to right. be afraid of ghosts. That's what I'm hearing. For the most part, for the most part, yes. Okay. All right. Um, now, as long as, as long as you haven't opened up the rift with the Ouija board, right? Yep. Um, I'm certainly not going to. I'm not until I until I well until I speak with your wife. I'm not touching that fucking Ouija board down there in my basement. I don't even want to think about that. Now, what do you, um, Spirit Hunter? What do you say to the skeptics out there? Who, who might think this is all bullshit. Ghosts are bullshit, demons are bullshit, all of that stuff. What do you say to those people? Now, let me well, well, I, let I, me just I, say I, one I, thing, one thing I just want to say. Like, I have, I have a friend um, known to this podcast as Vape Ape. He's a member of the Small Council. He's appeared on some older episodes of the podcast. Now, he says he lives next to a 300-year-old cemetery, and he's never seen a ghost so he doesn't think they're real. So what do we say to a what do we say to a skeptical person like vape ape? Well, I think that again, it's 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 as you said earlier that people are living in different uh, levels of dimensions, and um, 
some people may never encounter. Others will. Yeah. Um, That's right. Stomping Jack. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, please, on a spirit hunter. No, no, I'm I'm finished. Does Stomping Jen have something to say? I'm hoping. We haven't heard a lot from her during this episode, and I, you seem like a skeptic. I am. So, what, what would you what, say to me, Stomping Jen? Yeah, what what can we say to you? Is there anything we can say to you to to change your mind? I'm not trying to. By the we, I mean um, Spirit Hunter from um, Berkshire Ghost Detectives. Is there anything you could hear that might change your mind? No. Hmm. I don't think there's anything you can hear. It's just if you experience something. Yes. Okay. So Thank unless you. I come across something that... Mm-hmm. No, I completely understand. <clears throat> and just know if you do, we're here to help. Thank you. All right. I know who to call. Who who are you gonna call, Stomping Chen? <laughs> who Berkshire Ghost Detectives, of yes. course. All right. Well, Spirit Hunter is here for you. Spirit Hunter, I want to say something. Um, I learned a lot from speaking with you. Um, thanks for talking to me, and I apologize for my breakdown earlier when I was talking about the Ouija board my mother gave me. Um, and I maybe I shouldn't apologize, right? Because this is an emotional topic, you know. Uh, I think in if me sharing that story could help anybody, in my dearly departed uncle, <clears throat> sorry, who didn't get a chance to live a long life, um, telling the story of how he got bit by a rabid fox and. <laughs> And, and they turned the hip bone of that fox into a Ouija board planchette. If telling that story could help anybody, I'm glad I did it. I'm very glad I did it. Okay. Um, and thank you, thank you, Spirit Hunter, for providing guidance here and helping helping me get that story out. It's the first time I've told that story publicly. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have been of assistance to you. Yeah, and I don't think I, I don't think I would have been able to tell the story without um your calm, reassuring manner. Like I felt like I was in good hands here. Um so um what what I'm telling people who are listening to this, um if you're bedeviled by ghosts, if you're plagued by demons, if you're being um harassed by poltergeists Get in contact with Berkshire Ghost Detectives, okay? Um, Spirit Hunter, Spirit Hunter, and his team are there to help, okay? Um, okay. So thank you, Spirit Hunter. Yes, um, thank you for speaking. thank you for having me. Now, one thing I will say, I just want to warn people, is that um, Spirit Hunter and Berkshire Ghost Detectives do not maintain a very public. Um, social media presence. Um, they are difficult to find um, and get into contact with. So what I will say to people, though, is um, if you are looking for them, you know, you've got to look in the right places. You've got to dig deep, right? That's how I got in contact with um, Spirit Hunter and Berkshire Ghost Detectives, right? I... And I don't recommend this to anyone, okay? But I had to go onto the dark web to find their contact information. Um, now, Spirit Hunter, I'm not asking you to defend um, these sort of roundabout, more difficult ways to get in touch with Berkshire Ghost Detectives. But what I will say is, um, for me, kind of the process in and of itself tested me, and um, may, I, I knew going through it, I was committed to working with you and your team and getting this interview set up. So um, what I'll say for people is just, you'll find them if you look, okay? Berkshire Ghost Detectives. And um, 
Finally, we just want to say um, thank you for thank you again for joining us to our fans. What can I say? You're a constant um, source of inspiration for us here at the Soft Serve Podcast. A source of creativity. A source of love. We are fed by your love. We are fed by your downloads, which have been phenomenal lately. Those downloads are a form of love. Wouldn't you say, Stomping Jen? Yep. Definitely. Um, what else, Stomping Jen? Anything else we want to say? Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Um, if you're not, if this is the first time you're listening to this, please subscribe to our podcast. Okay? Tell a friend about it. Leave a review. Yep. How could you not leave a review after hearing this episode? You know, I don't frequently... It's been a long time since I've laid myself bare like this on the podcast, and... You could reward us by subscribing and downloading episodes, okay? Okay. All right. Um, Spirit um, Hunter, thank you again. Thank you. Well, thank you Stomping again Jen. Stomping Jen, thank you. Thank you for diving into this experience. I, I mean it. I mean, the way you engaged, the way you sat there and raptly listened and... I just, as I look at you when I record, you're a, you're a constant um, source of um, moral support, a rock. You are the, you are the cornerstone of the Soft Serve podcast. I thank you. Okay. So right. again, thank you. Um, and um, finally, to to our listeners, we love you. Wear a mask. Be safe. And finally, bye now. How many finalies can we have, Stomping Jen? Know. All right. Thank you, um, Spirit Hunter and Berkshire Ghost Detectives. Um, to now. our fans, we love you. Bye now.